What's up guys, my name is Charles. Let me be the first to officially welcome you to The Blue Post. We're gonna be talking about things like video games, board games, uh, movies, uh, stuff that kind of encompasses the nerdier side of pop culture. Joining me today are Chris, Kelly, and Logan. So do you guys know that one board game that you really wanna play but you can never get everyone together to play it? Well, okay, we know your pain. We discuss our own methods of introducing uh, your friends or your family to tabletop games. I think we need to make an important distinction that we're not talking about teaching someone how to play cribbage. We're we're talking about moving to the next step up. How do we? How do you? And like in your guys' experience, how have we introduced games to people? Like, what's what's a tactic that you usually use when you're like, hey, I think you should try this tabletop game. I think you you have to know the people that you're going to try to bring right. in because we just recently played with two of our good buddies and um they're not really gamers like the occasional video game or whatever but like they don't really do board games they're not you know and we were like okay well we love playing board games and we're gonna spend all this time with you we want you guys to play but like maybe find a game that is gonna be something that we know fits their personality and that works with them so we have this game called mysterium um where you play as like these uh psychics and you have to use a lot of visual like cards to try to get people to guess certain things but it's all about like visual interpretation and um you know we're playing with um one of my friends is a, another animator and then uh, her husband is a musician um so you know getting people like them into something that is visual and kind of artistic i think helped them and they're like oh we love this game you know but i think if we tried to get them into you know dungeons and dragons it'd be like this is a little complicated because that's just mm, not their right. personality so starting with something that you know is in the right ballpark i think is like always a good start yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good point because you can't um, you, you can't just jump jump head in on that kind of stuff. I've gotten I've tried to get people into this a couple of times, and the thing is that to me is no matter who it is, the ultimate gateway drug to me is always Settlers of Catan. Yeah, yeah, like, to that's me, so that, true. To me, that's the ultimate like because everyone understands kind of resource management. That's some that's like a, a basic human thing that everyone kind of knows. Mm. Um, and the game's kind of simple but complex at the same time, and it's it's. To me, that's the ultimate kind of gateway drug to like totally. like this kind of thing. It's so it's a way to test the waters. Yeah, I um, can see that. And the way that they play settlers, you can kind of tell what they're into and like what are they focusing on, and you can kind of gauge it that way as well. Mm. Um, well, and a lot of people have played like Monopoly. Yeah. So like if you're if you play Monopoly, Monopoly, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you're collecting resources, and there's just instead of it being money and buildings, it's different kinds. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, to to me, that's sort of been the ultimate kind of icebreaker into this stuff. Um, yeah, because I, I haven't used Catan just because I, I don't own it because uh, people in my gaming group do. <laughs> uh, but mine has been to get to ride and I think it's yeah. kind of falls into the same vein yeah. where it's a very, it's a simple idea behind it. You Once you explain, here's how a turn works and you go, okay, your goal is to build these routes across the country with your railroad, it's like, it's pretty straightforward. Right. You're like, oh, I get it. But then the more they go along, the more they realize, go, wait, I think, I think this guy is building in the same place I am. Oh, wait, we get points from all this at the end. I might need more. Like, so it's kind of a, I feel like it's more of a gradual introduction. Right. Where instead of being like, here, have at you with Catan, you kind of have to start, hit the ground running. Right. Whereas Ticket to Ride, I've always felt to be a little more gradual. You know, I think it's it's kind of interesting too, just kind of on the point of, of board games of how this market has exploded in the past yeah. kind of five years. Yeah. Um, and just different ideas and different kind of concepts and new things. I think it's fun. I think it's it's great. And I think 
as as this continues, I think people will get more open to the idea of different kinds of board games. Well, and I don't know if you guys have tried this before. Back before we even started to play some of the tabletop games, I'd be like, hey, mom, because I knew if I could get her to play, everyone would play. Sure. Just because... Yeah. The family dynamic. The family dynamic. Sure. Like, you you know how you play that to win. <laughs> um, and Family the board game. Yeah, family the board game. So I would show her episodes of tabletop with mm-hmm. Will Wheaton. Oh, okay, yeah. Sure. And has, have you guys ever tried that before? Because I found that was actually really good to explain... Here's how Ticket to Ride works before they we ever open the or before I ever open the game for them to play. Well, that's actually how I got Jenny into magic. She doesn't play games that often. She's an artist, so she like you know she likes looking at the cards or looking at whatever. But she doesn't really understand how it works and things like that. Um, but we, I'm a huge Day Nine fan. Day Nine's a friend of mine and someone that I watch and and love his content. And so Jenny watches Day Nine with me, and so she's gonna become a fan of his. Um, and then he started doing Spell Slingers, which is one um, Geek and Sundry. And it was just a, you know, it was, they have two celebrity guests play Magic. And Day 9 was on there all the time. And so I, I was like, do you want to watch Day 9 on Spell Slingers? And so, you know, they, it's, it's just them playing Magic. So that's what got her into sort of understanding what it was. So now she knows how to play? Like, she doesn't play, but she understands enough she, to like, to watch if she watches them, she can follow along. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't ever tried having somebody watch the video because I feel like usually if you're like, yeah, let's, like, let's play this board game, like they don't have the, at least the people I know don't have the patience to like right. sit and watch it. They just want to play the game. So usually it's like a matter of like, okay, yeah, we'll try to explain this game to you and then like we'll just kind of play and figure it out and usually it works, but I think it depends on the person again. Like you got to know the game too. Yeah, the game. On, on what it is. Because there's some games where I, I know we've played them and I still can't tell you how the hell we Dude, actually played uh, the rules. The one game that comes to me all the time when I think about stuff like that is Arkham Horror. Yes. Yeah, like, I was just going to talk about that. Dude, Arkham yeah. Horror, I still don't like. I, I learn something new every I play, time. <laughs> I play it and I understand, I understand how it works, but like. I've never. I've played that game like <laughs> ten times, and yeah. I still don't quite understand how <laughs> it works. Yeah, like I, 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 I don't consider myself an expert or like if someone's like, "Hey, do you want to play Arkham Horror?" I'm like, kind of, sort of. I played it like four or five times. I still don't. Like, I would not say, "Yeah, I know how to play." Arkham I think. Horror. I mean, we've played it a lot, but we yeah. still bring out the rule book, and I'll be like, "No, you can do this thing, right?" And Charles is like, I, "I don't think so." And then looking through like this book of instructions and trying mm. to figure out when we learn something new every time we oh we were playing this wrong like whoops well it's like it's like scrabble right where you need the book assigned you're like, <laughs> yeah. like is that a word you're like i don't know hold on is that legal yeah i am a huge rules lawyer oh my god so, so yeah. i'm i'm like i have dms for you yes I yes do. You know, right? <laughs> so every everything i can finagle to make fit to do what i want to do i'm gonna oh, do yeah. it absolutely so I think that watching those tabletops, that's why it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Because then I'm I'm just, first of all, I get frustrated because I'm like, all right, I just want to play already. Like, I don't want to watch. Like, when we try to play Fiasco. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. So Fiasco is a, have you guys heard of that before? Yeah. Okay, I, so you, you played it before. Yeah, so, I played it before. Um, so we tried to play Fiasco and we watched the tabletop and I was getting so frustrated because I was like, okay, like, let's just play already. But it's not a game that you can really do that with. You have to yeah. actually know what Especially you're doing. Especially with the book. I mean, it's a literal book. Right, like, right. Yeah. So I get far too frustrated with that kind of stuff. And because I want to have the actual book and I want to be able to look through it and find every little rule <laughs> that is helpful sure. to me. That that For me, that's part of playing a board game. Well, nothing like off topic too much, but I mean, in a similar way, it makes me think of DMing, like, you know, being the dungeon master for a campaign because you, you know, I guess if you're paying attention to it as the DM, you're looking at, you know, 
what kind of stuff do your players like? What mm-hmm. kind of stuff is challenging to them? What are they wanting to accomplish, like, with their character? Like, I would say it's almost the same thing as, like, trying to get people into board games. Like, I know Charles likes looking through the rule books. Like, if we get a new game, I'm like, here you go. Here's your rule book. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, you, yeah, you know. I'm going to go punch out all the pieces. Have, we keep do. yourself busy with this book. Go sit in the corner. Like, we just bought Betrayal at House on the Hill. And, like, I sat there with one of our buddies punching out all the pieces. And he looked at all the books. <laughs> like, and just like and I'm organizing them, put them in little ziplocs or whatever, so that they're all like tidy because that's me. And he's looking at all the rules, like. Well, you know why is because then there's a moment after you get the game all set up and you get the board out and whatever, no matter what the game is, and <laughs> without fail, everyone kind of turns to me and goes, "So how do we play this game?" <laughs> and if I don't know, then I'm like, and then I have to look it up in the book right then and there. But if I know ahead of time, then I can be like, "All right, here's the elevator pitch." Yeah, Wait, this is guys- the game. Do you guys yeah. buy board games without knowing exactly what they are? Yes. Sometimes. That's blind faith, man. Because yes. I like for me, I'll I will watch YouTube videos, I'll watch reviews, yeah, I'll like, watch I wanna all sh- kinds of stuff. Just like, well, what is know. this game? Like, I'm gonna watch the yeah. full video, but I'm gonna watch at least five minutes. Yeah, to see like where I at least get an idea of, of how what it what is. The game what? is. But then you know, there's no. It's like buying like, a book and then be like, all right, what happens in chapter six? And then you're like, okay, well, now I'll buy the book now that I know what's I happening. I guess, like, no. for me, it's always, like, if somebody kind of mentions, like, this game Mysterium, um, I know, like, nobody that I knew had actually heard of this game, except, like, a friend of mine um, that's from Malaysia was like, oh, like, me and my friends bought this game, like, we just found it, like, it's, like, new to America, and, like, it's really cool, you guys should play it, and I was like, what is this? She's like, it's Mysterium. So I looked it up, and I was like, cool, like, 25 bucks, like, I'll pay that, whatever. Like, it's way more expensive now because it's popular, but, like, it's a great game. And, like, I guess if it hadn't been, there goes 25 bucks. But, I mean, right. I went on a recommendation of a friend that was like, I think you'd like this game. Like, try it out. But I'd never played it. I had no idea what it was. Like, I mean, there are times, too, when we're, like, we're sitting there and we're like, oh, we need a new board game. And so we'll go to Target or, or a game store or whatever and just be like, what looks good? Like, let's buy that game. Which is fair. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it, it's, it's it's two different approaches. Neither one is wrong. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, that's part of how I like to play games. Because then I'm like, you're... Uh, I, I love to kickstart games, board games. Yeah. So I, I have this one guy that I follow... Now I can't remember his name, so I can't I can't promo him. Well, we'll, but, we will throw a link in the show notes. Yes. Send me the What link. a good idea. Um, but every time he comes out with a new game, he does like little card games that come in tiny little boxes, so they're easily portable. Mm-hmm. And um, every time he comes out with a new game, I back it like right away um, because they're they're really fun. And um, they when, when, you, when you do something like that, when you kickstart a game, you don't know, like even if it's going to be good. You don't know what it's going to be like. You don't know how many people are going to be playing it. Like, or if it even reaches that, its goal. Right. Yeah. 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 That also, however, fits into the whole idea behind Kickstarter of being a part of its creation, I, I yeah. guess. So there's, a lot of people get hard on that. Right? Yeah. Like, Drinking whatever. Quest? Is that the one you were thinking of? Yeah. So I first backed this one called Drinking Quest because I was like, awesome. Like, fantasy RPG meets alcohol. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> right. And it was a really good game. But I can't get my friends to play, my friends to play it anymore because... I like to drink too much, and they don't. You're so. a lot bigger than the rest of us. I think <laughs> but, we played um, it once. We did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so he's he's got a new game out now, and um, and I backed it right away, and it, he's he's successful, so it hit his its goal really quick. Um, but I, I have no idea what the gameplay is going to be like. I don't know. I think he said there's like it comes with a little meeple, so I don't right. know. Like I, I don't I don't know how it works at all. But I'm excited to open up and be like, okay. Let's figure this out. Let's play it as a new experience and and move from there. And I think that can also be a draw to people who are not necessarily 
board game players because they're like if you're someone who's playing Arkham Horror and you're playing all of these like really really intense board games right and you're trying to bring people into that world starting from a place where both of you don't know what's going on can yeah. be can oh, be helpful that's too. True. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a little different too cuz like you that's someone coming from a creator that you trust, right? Like that's sure. something mm-hmm. that where you're like I like this person. Right, I understand that's true. like they're not going to put me astray. So yeah. Like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just dive head first into there, but like so it, that's scary sometimes. Like, yeah, with something that you don't know, yeah, it's scary. Um, One of I think my favorite things was after I showed my parents Pandemic, I leave for work. Fucking Madagascar. And <laughs> <laughs> isn't that that's that's the other one? That's, that's the other one. I know, but like every me. every time every time I think of like those kinds of games, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Madagascar. Madagascar. Yeah, so anyway, I... Some excuses in Korea and they close the ports. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it. So I introduced my family to Pandemic. My dad, being my dad, was like, eh. But my mom and sister, like, loved it because I had gone to work. Work a full, like, eight-hour shift. So I'm gone about probably ten hours at this point. I come back home. The game is still out. And they had been playing like almost nonstop. Good. My sister and mom Good. to the point where it, just two, just one, just one on one. No, well, it's in pandemic. You're playing against the board. Oh, that's right. right. So it was cooperative. So they had just they got so good that they were doing stuff, and I'm like, they're like, what should we do? And I'm like, you guys know this it, game right? You guys are the pros now. now, yeah. Which was actually a really good feeling. It was really nice to be like. I I am responsible for this insanity. <laughs> See, no, you just brought up a good point, though, is that I think that's another thing about bringing people into a tabletop game is cooperation. Because if you're playing a game where, you know, you're like, okay, it's all for all, you're trying to win by doing this thing, they're like, I don't know how to play, you guys know how to play, clearly you have the advantage, it's like a little daunting. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't understand, there's so many things. But, like, if it's a cooperative, a cooperative game... You know, you're like, okay, yeah, we're trying to do this thing together. Let me help you. Like, let me sit with you and, like, we can work this out. And you're working as a team. So it's not, like, this, like, constant of, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still trying to learn the rules and the game and win at the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a, as much as I love the game, I think that's a flaw of Munchkin, actually. Yeah. Is that it's so competitive. It is. It's so, like, yeah, it's real you, ugly. you just, like, have to, you basically just stockpile all your bombs until <laughs> someone's about to win. And then you just, like destroy that person and god yeah. forbid that's the new person yeah. you know yeah. who accidentally got up to the nine first um you know we got my dad to play arkham horror right so my dad does not do board games he is just he's not into them he doesn't like to sit and learn all the rules let alone something really complicated like arkham horror but like we were like daddy we just got this game like so let's have a drink like we'll teach you how to play it's cooperative and he was like okay but the whole game because he didn't like he would be like, I don't know, so what do I do? How do I beat this monster? Like, what do I do? How many dice do I roll? What am I looking for? Like, we could sit there and be like, yeah, this is what you need to do. Like, this is how you do it. Yeah, good yeah. job. You help us beat this thing. This is our strategy to beat the board game. Because otherwise, he'd be like, this is so much information to process, and I'm playing against you, you know? Yeah, yeah. He ended up loving it. We played, like, two or three times, and, like, he, he the other day, he was like, I want to play this again. Like, how's the game? Like, have you guys played? Like, did you guys beat the monster? Like... You know, but on the flip side, I know when my uncle has come up to visit because you know parents are in town, and he's like, "Hey, get to see my sister." Uh, he doesn't like cooperative games. Oh, interesting. Because his scene is he wants to beat you. He's competitive. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you, it's I think it goes back to the knowing the person you're introducing right, your game right, to, right. and I it like because for him, like a lot of the games my mom enjoyed, like Pandemic, right? He was not interested in, uh, but. 
I think that's where it really gets interesting is when you're introducing more than one person at a time and mm. then becomes this weird juggling act of trying to find a good game that isn't necessarily too aggressive mm. if it or if it's not cooperative. Right, yeah. Because that's that's the thing is when we, we just recently played Mysterium with God, how many people? We had eight. And then the it was Mac- ten total. No, 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 because it was... It's was, it, was it eight total? Yeah, because Chad and Johnny weren't there. Oh, it was okay. eight. Yeah, it's eight, and it's seven max. So Charles and I were like, oh, we're going to change the story. Like, instead of, like, a guy getting murdered at his house, it was, like, a couple, and we're going to both be the ghosts and, like, do the thing. And so we did that so that that way we were, like, distributing yeah. visions together as a team. And, like, but we were playing, I think, with, like, six of, six of the seven in the group had never played Mysterium before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. they never played it. But because it was cooperative, and we explained it and whatever, like... Working as a team, like, it, they had a great time, and it, yeah. it worked, but... It's been a while since I played it with you guys, but that one, that cooperative is part of the entire thing, yeah. Because right? if you don't, like, it, it, with that one, it's a two-phase game, and if not everybody makes it through the first phase, you all lose. Everybody, right. It, yeah. It's over. Right. Like, but it's so. like, because... I don't think you've played it. No, I have not. So, well, the show is. It's yeah, really cool. basically, there is a person who plays like the ghost that's haunting sure. a mansion <laughs> and gives people visions, and then you have to guess based off the vision what area of the building God. then what it's like item in the it's who like killed clue. the ghost where okay. and that's what awesome. object yeah. yeah so but when you're sitting there going oh when you're trying to figure out what the vision means it's all cooperative where everyone sure. in the group can sit there and be like. Man, I think my vision means this. Everyone's like, oh, no, no, I no, think no, 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 I think it's yeah. that. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it has a nice cooperative environment, even though you're playing your own. It sounds like set. board game mafia. Yeah, yeah, like. kind of it. Sort yeah. of, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think you guys bring up a good point too of of teaching. So like, say you want to work up to like Arkham Horror, right? Right. Like, okay, what elements do I need to teach them about? Like, what board game does this really well? What board game does that really well? Mm. And then all the once like once they learn those elements of like. All right. This is how you work with cards. This is how you work with kind of board resource management. This is how you work with blah blah blah. And then you have them play a couple of games of that, and then they get comfortable with board games. Then you introduce them to something more complicated. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, because um, a lot of the games share a lot of like yeah. similar you right. Know, dice and then some of them do, do special like do kind of specialize in a certain type or aspect of the right. of the strategy of the game. So it helps in that way. Like the biggest thing was I taught. Uh, you remember this? I, I taught Logan and I taught Jeff Street Fighter Five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And like. I, th- I showed them Street Fighter Five first, and then I was like, okay, like you know, they kind of get in that, and then I was like, all right, well, let's go to Dive Kick, right? Oh like, my. Let's go to let's go to Dive Kick. Seriously, right? might be one of my favorite video games I've ever played. Right, this is, like you love Dive Kick, right? But like Dive really Kick, te- like Dive Kick teaches the idea of footsies and like the idea of <laughs> the idea of like baiting someone and the idea of like you know this back and forth of not even doing not even hitting each other but just like kind of back and forth because yeah, that game is almost like 90 percent mental yeah it's, it's all mental it's all it's all whatever and then like then i introduced the doa then you know marvel's capcom and then eventually got back to street fighter 5 and then once they stepped back into it then it was like oh okay now this makes total sense right um and it's like kind of introducing them to elements versus like what's easier Right. And then getting him to that big fish of like, okay, now you can play Street Fighter Five comfortably, and I can <laughs> right, teach you sure. without having a problem. But yeah, I think I think that kind of covers the board game yeah, topic. Yeah, because I know Logan, you just had a uh, a brief experience with this. Brief experience with this. Um, <laughs> brief experience. Brief. Um, my parents were in town visiting over Christmas, and I got them and my sister to sit down and play. Dungeons and Dragons. Break down your parents a little bit so we can get more of yeah. an idea. My mom is, her family always always played games. Um, whenever we would go to visit relatives, we'd always play the same goddamn card game. <laughs> we even made you two play it yep. while they were here. Yep. 
Um, but that was always the game they played, but they would always branch off beyond that, like with Parcheesi and Monopoly and other stuff. So getting her to play tabletop games was no big deal. Um, my mom's favorite game of all time right now is Lords of Waterdeep. My dad, on the other hand, would only be playing those games because of like the social aspect, like, well, everyone's playing, so I'm going to play too. Well, I always noticed that my dad just never could get into the games, like he just was not taking a part of it. And so I was like, okay, let's take a different tactic. Let's try something different. And I went, hey, let's do D&D because that's less of a move a person around the board and more of a thinking creatively while you play. And your dad's a story guy. So when my sister and I were like really, really little, he would tell us bedtime stories. But instead of grabbing a book and telling us a story, he would just come up with something off the top of his head. Or he would be like, well, I just read this book about this thing. Well, I'm the protagonist now. And so... No, sorry. In my head, in my head, I'm picturing him standing over your bed, going, "I'm the protagonist now." Look at me. I'm the protagonist now. No, but so he would tell stories. He was like a World War II fighter ace. He was some super secret British spy, and like stuff like that. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, he might be a little more right. inclined for Dungeons and Dragons, where it's less of a here are the rules and more of a. Here's the universe. It's more of a, here are all the rules that you can ignore. Be creative, though. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the thing he, like, the more he started to play, the more he realized, like, oh, I can, I can just do this. Well, because it is daunting at the beginning, you know, playing, playing a kind of game like that with someone who hasn't done anything like that before. Yeah, they know nothing about it. All of the dice and the numbers and the paperwork and the math. It's It's a a lot. lot. It's a lot. Yeah. If what really came down to is my dad loved it. My sister played too, but I was not concerned with her at all because she's... (laughs) You figured she'd like it. Well, I figured she'd like it. Plus, she's like done a lot of acting before. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of just was like, okay, cool. I get to do whatever. I think for her it was like, oh, I get to play Lord of the Rings my mom was the one who had the biggest problem with it because she uh, wanted everything kind of laid out for her where it was like, okay, you come across this scene, your options are A, B, and C. Mm. And in D&D, yeah. the DM isn't going to tell you A, B, and C. Right. Well, I think I think it comes down to like the things that she's used to, like parties and yeah. like that. We're like, those are very structured. Yeah. They games. have rules. There's strategy yeah. that's very obvious in some games. It's, yeah. you know, with this, it's so free form and it's so whatever you make it, you know. But... I videotaped everything because I am me, uh, so we will have Jeez. clips of that. <laughs> but you don't really notice anything around you in the forest as you approach. And what does that mean? That means we need to be careful. You see up ahead, alongside the path, four goblins. An arrow. Right oh. here, right in the shoulder. And it's going to do seven damage. What does that mean? Plug it a loop. Hand to hand battle. Yeah. Why yeah. Would you attack the two. Roll for damage. Eleven. As the lightning shoots out, the goblin just <laughs> gets flung back. Yes. Something else that we kind of wanted to make a reoccurring segment is sort of things that we're we're excited about, or things yeah. that we love, or things that we were kind of recently been getting into or getting back into. Uh, Kelly, you want to go ahead and, and kind of bring Oh, uh, yeah. We just got really into uh, Dead by Daylight. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. a game uh, you can get on Steam. One person plays the killer. Everybody else is, like, trying to find a way to escape from, like, a, a map that it puts you in. Really fun to play with, like, your friends. Because everybody's, like, screaming or yelling or being like, no, like, don't look at my screen. Or like, no, like, don't, you can't find me. So worth it. Like, good hours of fun. Mm-hmm. And you just laugh and it's hysterical. 
Charles? My new and noteworthy thing is that I had... Uh, I went to this restaurant mm-hmm. recently. Um, <laughs> we went to... It was called... I'm going to plug it. It's called Take a Bow. It's spelled Take Bow, but it's like Take a Bow. Got okay. it. Uh, it's like a Chinese um, bow mm-hmm. place. That's like what they do. Sure. So they have these amazing buns. Uh, and I had... I, they're about the size of your fist. They're big. And like I ate, Charles' like, three fist, of them. not mine. And yeah, they were fantastic. And there was one that was like a bon mi one, so sure. it had like pickled cucumbers mm-hmm. and carrots. Okay, that was delicious. So I'm going to say that that was the new note of the thing is that I had the most amazing bow in my life. There, it was really cool. Take a bow. It's in it's in Studio City. Okay, yeah. So if you're in L.A., go yes. to your city. Yeah. So this yeah. podcast, only for people in L.A. <laughs> only for people in L.A. I think it's a chain, though. I, I think. Is it? Maybe in L.A., we'll look it up. Yeah. We'll, look it, we'll, we'll, we'll plug it. Google it, you lazy bastards. <laughs> so my thing is actually a mobile game. So for the past three years, I've been playing Marvel Future Fight, which is made by Netmarble. And it's awesome. It's like a thing about like Marvel sort of Diablo 3 style dungeon crawler. Uh, but Netmarble just came up with another game uh, working again with Disney doing Star Wars, and it's called Star Wars Force Arena. And so it works a lot like if you've played uh, Clash Royale, where you have cards and you sort of send them down different lanes, uh, and sort of it's, it works a lot like a uh, like a uh, tower defense kind of game. Uh, but at the same time, you get while you're playing with these cards, you have an avatar that is a Star Wars character. So it's mm. Han Solo, or it's uh, Luke Skywalker, or the Emperor, or, you know, you have Ezra from Rebels, or you have, you know... So it has the whole different. universe. Yeah, and, and they're... Coming, coming out with more, but I mean, like, right now is just the initial launch where it's just the original trilogy and Rebels characters. Uh, and that game is highly addictive, a ton of fun. Um, again, it works on a card-based system like Royal or uh, Clash Royale, so it's a little grindy. Sure. But, like, it's just a ton of fun, and I highly recommend that game. I've- For me, it again, a video game, but not Star Wars. Um, it's a game I've shared with a lot of people before that I came across uh, months ago called Banished. And it's basically, the best description I've read is, it's SimCity if the game is trying to kill everyone in the town. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are um, in charge of a bunch of settlers who have been kicked out of a, another town. Banished, and you have to, you ban- Banished. <laughs> yeah. And they have to start their own little village. And it kicks your ass. But it's, <laughs> it's so fun, though. It's so much fun. It's- the thing that is the most striking about it is it was created by one guy. Yeah, it's very simple, but it yeah. works. Yeah, like, and I think the only thing he didn't do himself was the music. Sure. Yeah. And I think that was his brother. I might be wrong on that, but... Just, no, there was one time where I was playing in a tornado, I, like, hit in year five, and I recovered. I was so awesome. proud of myself <laughs> because, like, I was down, oh, like, the tornado hits, and I, like, lose a bunch of people because of it, like deaths galore because like half my workforce like no longer had a home in winter time <laughs> and so they all died and i i still somehow recovered that's awesome so yeah banished thank you guys so much for checking out our pilot episode of the blue post we have tons of cool content coming up that we're so excited to share with you guys if you liked our stuff like share subscribe rate us on itunes share us with your friends and your enemies we're also on youtube and our website www.teambluepost.com one more bit of business i wanted to give a very special shout out to my friend jeff he actually purchased this microphone for us to use so it is pretty much thanks to him that we're getting this show off the ground so thank you so much to jeff and if you have a jeff in your life you make sure to thank him too.